feel like that consistency would be awful. It would be like mush. All right, folks, welcome back to Top Shelf Shenanigans. You know where you're at unless you accidentally clicked on us and you're really fucking confused. So I don't blame you for like backing out right now. I'll give you like five seconds. Ready? Five, four. Okay. So if you're still here, you're here on purpose. Welcome back to the podcast where two best friends discuss Winona Urban Nicole Hot's friendship, except for in the case of this minisode where we're absolutely not going to do that at all. <laughs> okay, not at all, but we are going to discuss the latest episode of season four. My name's Janie. I'm here with my best friend, of course, Kelly, and we are ready to analyze <laughs> the newest episode. I feel like I'm losing my mind. I forgot how to do this. It's been a week. It has been a week, but I don't know. I feel like we used to do this like so consistently and like talk about like breaking down the older episodes, you know, and now it's like that we're doing it with all the new stuff. I just feel like out of your element. Yeah, different vibes. It's different vibes. It is different vibes because we're also getting ready to talk about more stuff than normal. Yeah, I don't know. It's just different vibes. So anyway, episode 4-9 called Crazy, which is kind of, I think, a weird episode title for this episode. A little bit. I mean, the, the brain eater guy went crazy. Yeah, like mad cow disease type crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Kuru? Is that what it's called? Kuru yes. disease? Yeah. Is that real? Let's find out. I think it is. Let's give it a goog. Yes, it looks like it is a real thing. There are no cures. Fuck. There are no treatments that could control uh, Kuru other than discouraging the practice of cannibalism. I mean, abstinence is best. It's <laughs> <laughs> what they've been trying to teach you for a while in school, kids. <laughs> All right, so let's jump in and discuss how we get to Kuru, I guess. So the episode actually starts off with one of my favorite scenes ever. That should come as no surprise considering Wynonna and Nicole are who we built our kingdom around our kingdom that's not the word i was looking for i'm having a really hard time like finding words today empire no legacy i don't know uh, maybe like a cult maybe Ooh, are we cult leaders hope so same the office taught me that you have more fun as a follower but you make more money as a leader oh and you know we're all about making that money obviously yeah, for, obviously obviously we've both quit our day jobs yeah. <laughs> totally um, podcasting full time. Oh, yeah. A show that's about to end. So. And we both know it's our dreams to only do this. <laughs> oh, that only this. And talk until my voice is raw. <laughs> okay. So, Winona and Nicole are fighting, boxing, practicing, sparring, maybe for reals punching each other. I mean, if I was like play boxing with you, I would probably throw in a few real punches. I mean, I would be offended if you didn't. Like, I mean, I would go obviously not trying to hurt you 90% of the time, but there would be a few real ones in there just to see how that felt. I mean, you should. That's how you actually, like, learn to be better because you want to avoid actual pain. Um, unless... I mean, sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, unless you have something going on. Anyway, so basically, they're sparring and taking little jabs at each other and we're not going to talk about it too much or break it down too much because that's our other day job 
<laughs> yeah. It's our other other show where we actually break down the Nicole and Winona stuff exclusively. I don't know. For me, it felt like a fun little, you know, two best friends shooting the shit. Yeah, I think it's what Nicole needed, too. Yeah, and I mean, it was, in a way, it was Winona expressing concern and trying to talk to Nicole and, like, get her to open up a little bit in a way that Winona felt comfortable doing. Oh, for sure. And it was a sneaky little tactic to, you know, get her building and... Right, it was... You know, if she just came to Nicole and is like, hey, hey, let's talk, Nicole would probably be a little more shut down. And she would also be like, no, I'm not going to the police station. I know what you're doing. Yeah. But I did like this kind of moment. And it, I think it just kind of goes to show the way they communicate and they work. And again, I just love their friendship. So I liked it. I liked that moment. I know I'm going to get hate from some people. <laughs> it's your hot take. It is one of my hot takes. And I know, but like, listen, I did not mind that little outfit that Nicole is wearing. She's, I mean, she's working out. She's comfy. Like, what's wrong with that? You don't have to match when you're working out. I think it's more like, who would ever buy shorts that color? Somebody that were, come on. Have you ever seen like workout clothes? They are like on. Yeah, I get, I get like black shorts and black pants. Because you only see black. You're like a dog. You can't see colors. (laughs) I can see colors, and that's why I don't buy them. (laughs) But, I mean, so, like, the shirt she's wearing is a little too baggy for my liking, and the shorts are a little too short for my liking. I personally would not like to work out in that, but I have seen girls working out in shorter shorts. So, maybe she's just comfy, and that's what she likes to work out with. And leave her alone. You want to go to the gym and be judged for what you're wearing? No. And I liked the hair how it was like sloppy and down and in her face and I personally it was a good look for me it was a good look for you yeah approved and then Waverly comes in and is like oh she's a little less subtle than Winona was being I don't think Waverly like can be subtle yeah she's terrible she's like oh well you're already here (laughs) (laughs) when Winona is just kind of like and you can kind of see there's a moment where she looks at her sister like, God damn it, I almost had her. <laughs> yeah. It was a good scene. I liked it. And it felt, I mean, aside from the porch scene in 4-5, we haven't really had much of them. And it's sad because in the first two episodes, especially of the season, you see them reach another level of friendship and it shows how important they are to each other and the roles that they play in each other's lives and then like they don't talk or communicate and then the whole fiasco last episode where Winona's literally crying and Nicole's like okay bye I'm gonna go fuck your sister dude that episode was so out of place like this episode while it didn't have a lot of the main plot it had like hints of it and it had their characters being back in character. Oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like last week was a fucking fever dream. What was that? Even this episode, it was like that episode never happened. Just about. The only thing that basically carried over was the fact that Eamon's gone. Yeah, that was literally the only thing. And he could have been dispatched or, you know, taken to the edge or whatever the doc did in so many hundreds of ways that they did not have to write that terrible Halloween episode. God, how dare they do Halloween like that? (laughs) How dare they? We will never forgive you. There are just some things in TV that you cannot forgive the creators for. And this is one of them. 
So what's next? The werewolf finds the body. Okay. Which we finally got a werewolf, but I mean, they, they nothing else happened with it. I was going to say, they played no part in the episode. <laughs> and I don't understand why he thought Wynonna was going to think it was him. And then they never, like, visited that again. Right. And also, like, don't werewolves typically, like... They don't eat the brain. I would think that they would eat the whole body. I was going to say, isn't, like, a, a werewolf kill more gory? Like, ripped apart? That's what I would think. Can we talk about those, like, mutton chops he had going on? <laughs> well, tell anybody I'm a werewolf. I know. Shh. You'll never know. <laughs> so they find the body, and I'm guessing he reports it. Yeah, he must. Either that or someone else ends up finding it. But then it cuts off to the, the bang and intro. Nicole and Nedley are in shorties, and she's helping him set up for trivia night. Oh, yeah, she's trying to steal beer. Very Winona of her. Yeah. And her mom outfit. <sighs> that, I don't know what they are doing with Nicole. I mean, I guess she is having kind of like a crisis of like identity because she's not sheriff anymore. And, you know, basically, she, and she finally addresses it later in the episode that she pretty much lost everything that made her her. So I think she's having a bit of an identity crisis and that's why she's wearing terrible clothes. But maybe. I mean, I, I appreciated the arms and the, the long red hair splashing off the green is a good, like, contrasting, like, it looks good, but, like, that pattern was terrible. And you know how much I love plants. I do. I know how excited you get over plants. I know. But she does finally find out that, you know, Rachel let Billy out of the basement in shorties, which I found it really interesting that she didn't know that. You know what I hate? It seems that Nicole is almost completely clueless about what has happened since she's gotten back or they're not. I don't know. She just kind of seems out of it. She's she though she was most. She was in character again in this episode. I feel like she's the most consistently out of character this season. Yeah, like the beginning part wasn't bad because she was dealing with trauma and dealing with people being away and all of that. But then since they've come back, it's like she's not she's had moments where it is still that like trauma response. Uh But then there's other stuff that it's just like it's really not her at all, whether it's trauma or something else like I don't I don't even know how to explain it yeah it's just she's she's I and it might just be she's lost and trying to figure out who she is now that you know she does have her her family back she's saved them she's still alive the town is for the most part safe and quiet at the moment I think she's trying to figure out her new place but the fact that she's relented to never being the sheriff again is like really sad because I feel like that would be as soon as that spot was vacated I would be like yep I'll take it like she's a little bitter that she got voted out and I get that but I also feel like Nicole's not a grudge holding type I think that it's not really in this episode I think she's trying to make it come across like it's her choice that it's a grudge but deep down it's an insecurity they didn't vote for me and they don't actually want me yeah oh and we see that later and we're gonna talk about that later okay because I have thoughts (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so Nedley you know he throws in his little hint hint wink wink you should be sheriff again you know Nicole says Rachel's a full-time job I'm sorry, but, like, she's a teenager. She can wipe her own ass and feed herself and change herself. It's purgatory. You can't really get into too much trouble. So kind of, like, let her go. I mean, obviously care for her, take, you know, nurture her, everything. But you don't have to be on her ass 24-7. She's not a full-time job. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not like she knows what's going 
on with her anyway. Right. She's not been around very much. But so, yeah, she finds out that Billy's gone and she goes, I'm guessing she calls Rachel like, hey, come here. We need to talk. Yeah, she definitely has her meter. Or maybe like Rachel is supposed to be at work. So she just waits for her. Maybe. Is that the next scene? They're in the basement? No, the next scene is actually Waverly and Winona dealing with the weird people that have come to the sheriff's office needing help. And it's literally the kind of problems that they had on Parks and Rec when they would have, like, the town hall meetings. (laughs) Yeah. My neighbor painted flames on his car. Yeah, like, it's stuff like that. It really reminded me of the town hall meetings in Parks and Rec, and I was laughing so hard. It was funny, yeah. Also, I don't like that shirt. I don't like that outfit that Waverly is wearing in the beginning. The poofy sleeve one. Yeah. That she gets brains on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that shirt either. I like the yellow shirt. Yeah. I feel like they've changed her wardrobe too. And she's more of like, she's trying to be a a chic influencer house mom vibe almost. And I'm just like, why are you wearing like the pants she was wearing? They were khaki in color, but I feel like they were like a softer material, but they were like straight legged and like Mm -hmm. capri cut. And I I just didn't like it. I don't know. She's also getting older and probably wanting people to see her differently which is probably why she cut her hair true she's maturing and growing up and she's not she's no longer a little waverly or winona's Mm -hmm. little sister this and that i can see that her and nicole are both verging on the edge of mom jeans (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's their goal you know what if that's their goal i'm not i don't want to stunt their ambition yeah so Winona and Waverly are taking complaints at the police department. I did like how Winona was like willing to step up and like start fielding some complaints. Yeah, she didn't really want to because she does have that like I was also not voted for. She does step in and I think she's kind of like, okay, like I'll hold this until we get Nicole here. Yeah, she I think she likes having a sense of duty. <laughs> duty. I said duty. Sure did cutie. It's okay. temporary. She'll temporarily step in. But yeah, for now, I think she likes having something to do. I think so, too. I think she's bored and she needs a goal. Yeah. And with things being quiet and there's no quote unquote big bad that they're aware of, she and I think this kind of stems from the end of last episode where she was upset, but she doesn't really have much else to focus on. And she, of course, she's probably trying to distract herself about the whole doc stuff. Mm hmm. So. You know, she'll gladly take a distraction for now until something better comes along, I think. Yeah, for sure. And that's when Jeremy comes in with his bloody apron from his pie. His pie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and yeah, and that's when, um, is the next scene they go into his lab? Yeah, lab, morgue, whatever it's being used for at the moment and they think that it's vampire punctures and Winona is so excited she's about to be so petty yes and I love it so much she's like oh Mr. Moral High Ground (laughs) (laughs) I mean same yeah exactly like I related so much to that especially because Doc has been on his fucking moral high horse lately so it would be nice I don't understand it either because, like, first of all, he made that choice to become a vampire. Mm -hmm. Then he has, like, right after he killed Charlie, he killed those other two people that that lost their dog. Yeah. 
Um, he killed the fire chief. Right. Like, he's killed all of these people because he made the choice to become a demon. Right. But it's, j- like, Winona kills one person who's a threat to her family, and it's, I'm on my high horse about it. Like, I don't understand. And his whole reasoning was like, well, it was an urge I had to feed. Like, it's a monster that took over me. I couldn't really control it type of deal. Where He chose that. Right. But to him, why he couldn't help it, so it's not his fault. But Winona blatantly chose to shoot whole in the back and to him that's his whole like the most dishonorable thing somebody can do but I'm like look at all like that standard is not something like the old rules of the wild west where it's honor you face your enemy blah 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 those rules don't apply to the modern world no they don't like nobody cares about honor when you're killing people you're killing people regardless Mm mm-hmm Ugh, he's annoying. And she's like, so she's going to go down to the the glory hole, right? Yeah. And that's when she also finds out that Doc has his demon minions. Yeah. Again, we said it was a smart move in the last episode that he kind of, like, turned them against Eamon and gained their trust, so to speak. I would guess that he's running the glory hole now. Oh, yeah. He's uh, getting that money, uh, and then he's also getting the information of people who go in there and drink. Yep. And he has his minions. Now we're in the basement of shorties and rachel and nicole are talking which i thought it was fucking hilarious that rachel was like are you sure you're not even by <laughs> or nicole says that to rachel yeah yes and rachel you really just want me to be gay <laughs> <laughs> like nicole asks rachel about billy like they don't really have a conversation about billy no they don't which i found to be disappointing because Rachel's, what, 16? I think she's in that range, yeah. I think she's 16. So this is probably like her first romantic kind of experience, especially because she was in Monument with no one. Right. Like, I feel like she is a very strong person and kind of has a different view on life than probably most 16-year-olds. But I feel like, Billy, like, that would be so traumatic, what happened in the happened to him like I'm like why are we not like why are they not having a real conversation about it right why hasn't Nicole sat her down and been like look I know things are weird and messed up and he was nice to you and he made you feel good but like I don't know what she would need to hear you'll find someone else or sorry it sucks but like I can't really do anything about it you have to let it go like he's not alive anymore Mm -hmm. I don't know but you we also don't know where he's at he made it back to Cleo, right? Yeah, that was the last we saw of any Clanton. Yeah. So, you know, has Rachel been peeping at the farm again and spying or what, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, we get our first hint of chicken kicker here. <laughs> and Nicole's like, you swear you would never say anything. I really love their dynamic. I, I like do, too. that they are showing now the bond between Nicole and Rachel that they had formed in those 18 months and how, you know, cause that's important. Like Rachel helped Nicole survive, get out. They got, they somehow got out alive. So I do really like that dynamic a lot. I mean, neither one of them really had anyone else for 18 months. Right. And that would really make you even closer. Oh yeah. Trauma binds people, you know? Yeah. Okay. Waverly and Jeremy are in the morgue and they figure out that the, person was not killed by a vampire because his brain is missing mm-hmm. and they see like i guess like claw nail marks oh. but this is one of the places where waverly says why nona is off the chain since she killed holt and 
that confuses me because how is she like she has shown no behavior of being off the chain no i feel like she went way more off the chain after she killed the seven yes after she gave up alice for sure she's been drunk going through the woods once where she ran into aemon and she didn't kill him right if she was off the chain she would have yeah, and clearly she has been killing a lot of demons because Eamon complained about her killing all of his clientele. But that's also her fucking job. Exactly. That is her lot in life. That's what she's supposed to do. I don't understand. Like, people are like, oh, she's killing these demons that aren't doing anything. They are doing stuff. They are. They're demons. Like, I just don't get why everyone thinks she's off the chain since she killed Holt. And Waverly killed Margot. Right. Nobody's talking about that. I'm sorry, but you cannot justify killing in the name of love and then the way that Waverly did and then not turn around and justify killing in the name of love for her daughter the way that Winona did. Yeah, and that's, I I don't know, you would think out of both of them, who would be more traumatized by actually killing someone? I feel like it would be Waverly. Yeah. I feel like Winona's like, oh, like he was an asshole and tried to take my baby. How many times has she killed people? But like Waverly doesn't like she mercy killed bobo yeah she killed that one one armed clint yeah a revenant two revenants to protect her sister in the heat of battle and then she fucking melted ma'am's face same same bitch like right like for nicole or whatever but like i don't know maybe that's the dark part of waverly that everybody thinks is coming maybe the fact that she hasn't even been like yeah i killed her or whatever i mean I don't know. It's been interesting. Yeah, definitely. So the next scene shows Jenny and the uh, and Doug, and they're kind of having that weird conversation, and he's eating a brain. Oh, he's eating a brain sandwich, mm-hmm. um, which him eating and chewing with his mouth full is disgusting enough, but, like, it looked so mushy and fucking gross that, like, I almost vomited. Back to the morgue again, and Waverly and Jeremy are being murderinos, which I loved. Yeah, Murderitos, shout out My Favorite Murder. I think it's pretty clear we listened to that show. We've mentioned it before. I mean, it's the best podcast there is. So Waverly is saying that she thinks it's a human eating brains. And Jeremy is going, no, it's a demon. And then they're kind of arguing and then giving each other shit about Trivia Night. Yeah, okay. You know what I hate about this? Is Jeremy is back in character and it's like... The whole last episode didn't fucking happen. Like, nobody's mad that he was being, like, kind of an ass last episode about them getting Jack and this and that. It really is. This entire episode, other than Eamon being gone, it's like that episode never happened. Yeah, like, uh, why is he suddenly back in Purgatory allowed to be working with them instead of back at BBD where things were all so important last week, you know? I don't know. It makes no sense. It's almost like it was out of order. They had filmed this that other episode for like a different season. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It just feels it does not belong, and I don't think I will ever watch that the four eight episode ever again. Ever again. Twice was enough. Well, we're we're gonna have to watch it when we actually no. break down the episodes. No, yes. it's fine. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, the shit eater comes in. Oh my god. That was so funny. He's just, like, sitting there eating mints. <laughs> and I'm like, what is his deal? Well, he said, I wish for you to eat shit. And then I did. I ate shit. I've never eaten shit in my life. I don't even like shit. <laughs> I was just like, how are you so calm that you just ate shit? 
I know, right? He's just chill. He's like, hmm, yep, ate some shit. I better go down to the uh, local police department and let them know. And only use mints. Dude, I would be downing mouthwash. Yeah, you know that. I don't know if you've seen those TikToks where he just eats a bunch of minty shit and then drinks orange juice, but, like, that would be me. I would be yeah. chugging and gum and mints and breath strips and toothbrush and a whole bottle of toothpaste in my mouth. But, I mean, he did do the right thing reporting what he thought was a domestic disturbance. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Winona's like, yeah, let's go do that. One thing I did notice in this episode is Winona is very insistent that she not be overlooked as someone who's smart. And she has every right to because they were, like, for the most part, they have especially lately been treating Winona like she's just... A, you know, crazy chick with a gun, blah, blah, blah. But, like, she figures shit out. She's smart. She knows what she's doing, you know? Dude, they constantly are, like, kind of acting like she's stupid. And I don't understand it at all. Me either. And you want to know who doesn't treat her that way? Nicole. She's one of the only ones who doesn't. Like, Nicole knows she makes stupid decisions sometimes. She doesn't treat Winona like she doesn't know that they're dumb decisions. Right. She doesn't treat her like... She knows Winona is 100% aware of what's going on, what she's doing, and the choices she's making. And she's dumb for still making dumb choices because she knows better, but she's not dumb like she is clueless. And mm-hmm. Nicole doesn't treat her that way, which is amazing. Okay, so they open up they go, it's the Earp sisters. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say they go to the house. Mm-hmm. And then he opens the door and he's laughing and he's like, I saw an internet video. It was some guy, and he said something, and then the other guy said something. <laughs> and I was like, wow, what a terrible liar. That whole scene was just kind of like, it was weird but funny at the same time. Because it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, they're like looking at each other. And then he lets them into the house, which was dumb. I guess this guy is supposed to be dumb, though, so. Yeah. I do love how, like, carefree Ginny is about it. She's just on her phone, chonking her gum. And, you know, Waverly's like, we can get you out of this. And she's like, no, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) I actually really liked her character a lot. So do I. I I really did. She was just kind of like this very neutral kind of, I don't know. I don't know. She just like, she was funny to me. She was. She was a really funny character. And like, she was neutral. She didn't have any stake in the game. Mm -hmm. You know, She, she wasn't inherently bad. Which kind of means, like, at the end when Winona does kill her, maybe that was kind of unnecessary, but again, at the same, we'll talk about that when we get there. Winona ends up taking Jenny into the police station to protect her Uh from Doug, and Winona goes to put Peacemaker down on the desk, and it glows, revealing Jenny to be a demon. Mm -hmm. And they find out she is a genie. Mm -hmm. They put her in a jail cell. Jeremy comes down and spits out his Aladdin knowledge about genies. Which is not the be-all and end-all of genie them, obviously. Obviously. Because, because he wished for infinity wishes, which is like rule number one in Aladdin. So, obviously. Uh, we do have another question. Oh, okay. Kate says, what is your first wish if you get yourself a genie? My first wish would be... Right now it would be that my dog would just like live forever. That's a good wish. I was going to say, I would wish that this world was not terrible. (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever that entails like you know I would also wish for like a lot of money not because like I'm greedy and stuff but like if you had like a lot of money that would take away a lot of your problems and you could do so much in the world I thought about that too because like a lot of money that I could invest and just always be able to like donate money to research things but Winona figures out that he has to be touching Jenny for his wishes to come true because she's smart because she's fucking smart and then jeremy says that it's this thing called kuru disease and that's why he's calling himself kuru mm-hmm. and that, then they figure out that trivia night was a wish so winona's gonna stay with jenny while the rest of them go to trivia night to stop doug right then waverly's washing that ugly shirt she should have just thrown it in the garbage and been done with it yep i do have to say respectfully dom's arms <laughs> or respectfully yeah respectfully dom (laughs) in that scene super respectful so something rare happens in this they have a conversation they fucking have a conversation that is not revolved around sex the wedding it is waverly recognizing that nicole is going through something and her supporting her and telling her she believes in her she wants her to be happy not trying to fuck it away it was such a good scene it was such I loved a good it. it was one of, I think it was one of my all-time favorite scenes of theirs honestly <laughs> you texted me you're like I actually liked the way hot scenes this <laughs> I'm like imagine that because they talked yeah they just they have such a good conversation and Waverly is showing full support and being so kind and understanding to Nicole right and actually addressing the fact that Nicole is not okay, that she has shit going on. And I, I loved when Nicole says, everyone hates me. And Waverly goes, everyone hates Winona and she's still Winona's. Yeah, exactly. Just, just showing her that like, just because you, th- well, it's, you think people hate you. It shouldn't stop you from what you want to do. Right. And people are going to hate you regardless of what you do. Exactly. So just be you. And, you know, her saying, I don't want to stunt your ambitions like that. It's so important because, you know, I think that's the moment Nicole realized that maybe she I think she started to consider at that moment, like maybe she should think about maybe trying to get out there again. Yeah. And it does give her the courage to go to trivia night. Uh huh. And like as soon as she's in shorts, she kind of regrets it because they all start chicken kicker and making the chicken noises at her. But then she goes to leave and she's trapped. Yeah. Is that the next scene? There was a scene in between with Winona and Ginny, but I think that was one that nothing really happened that much. They kind of talk like Winona's just sitting on the bench in there and they're just kind of Oh, I think they're talking about Doc. Yeah, I think so. Winona's trying to convince Ginny to be like her own woman, even though she's a genie, she can't really or whatever. Yeah, she doesn't have a choice. Yeah. Okay, so they're at trivia night, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And Nicole's trapped and she's faced with everybody mocking her. Yeah. And I feel like that was, she has some sort of, like I said earlier, she's she's kind of insecure about the fact that nobody voted for her. Nobody likes her. I think it threw her back to her childhood. That is some childhood trauma coming up. Yeah. And like people might think like, oh, that was such a stupid thing to be embarrassed about or Whatever, you know, when we finally do see the video, that is something that Nicole, it was so in character because that is something for her would be so embarrassing and mortifying for her to Mm -hmm. show up drunk at her workplace in uniform and act like that. 
um, she's always had that very professional appearance, especially when she's in uniform or in the police station. Mm -hmm. While it was like it was hilarious and just something kind of dumb that if it was like anyone else they would have thought it was funny. Like, if it had been Winona, she would have been like, yeah, I'm chicken kicker. Yeah, she would have been like, what she, of it? Yeah, it wouldn't have been a thing. But for Nicole, that is something that she would have just been so unbelievably mortified by. Right. And it stems, like I said, from her, she wants to be accepted and acknowledged and respected. And she has wanted it from day one. And I read somebody say that her doing that thing like being drunk and kicking the chicken was so out of character for her like they didn't think she would react that way but you have to think of the state of mind she was in she's literally lost everything yeah and the election was the final thing i don't think that that was out of character at all that she that was... went home got drunk or went to shorties and got drunk and then came back to the police station and acted like that i think that everybody is capable of making a decision like that after they've been pushed so far yeah like that's somebody who literally has nothing left to lose and they are breaking down I mean, I can understand why it's embarrassing for her, like you said, all those reasons. And also, she probably doesn't want to relive that time in her life. Probably not. I do. The only people that I kind of am judging for that are the people that's I don't know, were upset with her about that or like didn't like her because of that. I would have liked her more because I would have found that to be not only hilarious, but very a human thing to do. So it's such a normal reaction, like and it's so funny because, like, how dare these people, especially shit either, sit there and judge, <laughs> judge her because we've all done stupid shit. That wasn't even that stupid. No, it really wasn't. Okay. Waverly, Doc, and Jeremy, final round of trivia. Okay, so it goes back to Winona and Jenny again. And this time they're both kind of sitting right by the cell door and they're talking. And Winona kind of teasingly says, I still have the gun to kill you. And Jenny responds with, or does it have you? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of laugh. Jenny wants her phone. And when Winona goes to pick it up, Doug walks through the wall of the cell. <laughs> Since he's t- touching Jenny, he starts making wishes. Yeah. We find out that he wants Winona's street smarts, which is actually the smartest thing that he has done. Yeah. Probably the smartest brain that he fucking could eat at that moment. I would much rather have Winona's street smarts to anyone's book smarts in that show. Agreed, dude. Yeah, so basically he's like, I wish for her to open the cell. And is he like, I wish for her to go lay down, go lay down on the, I'm going through puberty right now. <laughs> go lay down in the uh, thing so that she can have her brains. And then, you know, Doc's been picked out. And that's when he's kind of realizing like, hey, Doug didn't show up. Oh my God, he's going after Winona. He tries to get out, he can't. So then he goes to the basement to ask Nicole for help. And Nicole says, we need chicken kicker. Yeah, we need a distraction. I'm sorry, but she's about to relive an embarrassing and traumatic moment in her life. For Winona. For Winona, for the good of the team. Like, that is a G. That is like a, that's a ride or die bitch right there. She knows Rachel still has that video. I know. She's like, Rachel, give it. She's like, no, I deleted it. She's like, mm-hmm, no, you didn't. Nobody deleted that. And then Rachel's like, it's under a folder called tax f- stuff. <laughs> I know. She's like, clever girl. <laughs> I love that whole exchange. <laughs> and then we finally see the video and get the context of Chicken Kicker, which I was a little bit relieved because I really thought she had ch- kicked a live chicken. <laughs> I, I thought it was a metaphor for, like... Honestly, I was thinking, like, how bad could Chicken Kicker 
get like yeah maybe she did like go into a farm and just start punting chickens <laughs> so i'm glad it wasn't like live but even all things considered being a chicken kicker is not that terrible <laughs> it's really not and it is something that if i got drunk and did that i would think it was the funniest thing ever but like we said somebody like nicole would hate that yeah I love that it distracts Waverly, and Waverly, she succeeds in not laughing, but you can tell she's holding back laughter to that video, which I also love because it should, that's such a real relationship thing, because you'd be like, okay, I know this is really, like, hard for my partner, and I shouldn't laugh at them, but fuck do I want to (laughs) laugh. Yeah, I also think it's a bit of maybe relief, a little, because... Nicole, you don't see Nicole like let loose at all. You don't see her, quote unquote, you know, her flaws. She very much likes to present herself as well-kempt and and put together. And so I think even for Waverly, who knows better, obviously, and she's seen her at low points and this and that, just kind of seeing her... I guess for lack of a better term, like uptight fiance kind of just have a, like you said, a human moment. I think she, it was less, she was laughing because it was embarrassing and more just because like. Out of relief. Yeah. And like admiration and love. And she's just like, oh, oh, honey, like I get it. (laughs) You know, I think, and it was definitely very cute. Yeah, it was. And like I said, I really liked basically all of their scenes this episode. I think it really showed a real relationship in a like an extremely positive way too. Yeah. So Jeremy wins, obviously. And then it flashes to Winona, Jenny, and Doug, and Doug ends up dying because basically his brain has rotted from <laughs> yeah. Coop's disease. Again, Winona uses her street smarts and her understanding of being in a position of not being able to help or choose essentially your lot in life and how powerless that can feel. And she kind of uses that to her advantage and speaks to Ginny on that level, you know, which again, smart. Winona is smart, yeah. She basically just buys enough time until... I mean, Doc does show up, but I think he would have been too late. The thing I do admire about him right now, I know we shit on Doc a lot, but even though he is, he's mad at Winona, all that, but this is the second time that he's come to help her when he no, thought she was dying because I, I, deep down, he is still like in love with her. Yeah, he does love her. Yeah, I will give him that. He's still basically ride or die. Yeah, you can, you can be pissed at somebody and still love them and not want them yeah. to die. Yeah, he definitely, he, he definitely, uh, you know, I did like that when he walks in and everything's okay, Ginny's like, oh, is this yours? And she's like, hey, and he's like, hey, and she's like, why no slaps his hand? She's okay and alive, so I guess they go back to Shorty's. Well, Doc does. Yeah, and then him and Nicole have their talk. I think Nicole's been trying to hype herself up this whole time mm-hmm. to talk to him and explain and I did like that they didn't they didn't really have her like apologize for her choice, which is what I guessed would happen. It was I'm gonna explain why I did right. this. And I still think that I made the right choice. But yeah. it sucks that you feel hurt by it. And Doc did the thing that is actually in character where he's like, Yeah, like this hurts that you did this, but he is forgiving her. I think he understood the choice. I think basically, yeah, that conversation was him saying the tables were turned. I would probably have done something similar to save Winona. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's what he he understands. He understands yeah. that that pull in that. And plus, he also says, you know, she's like, I made that deal to save Waverly. And he was like, I was part of that. Like, I got out of the garden, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he understands that part of that deal was saving his life as well as potentially endangering it. But we still don't know what the clan's plans were for him. So, and at this point, it seems null and void because nothing has come of it. So I don't think he's really too worried about it anyway. Yeah, I'm sure it'll come to play a little bit later. I mean, if we ever see the clans again. But I think for right now, I think him and Nicole are kind of in a good place and you know she said hey like I'll fight for you too and I I don't not believe her about that I feel like she would I think that they're they're the people that aren't the closest in the group but at the end of the day Nicole's that type of person that would fight for anybody and he kind of talks her up too and is like you know the badge doesn't give you the authority if this is what you want that you should tell them he's basically like don't let them tell you you have power like Mm -hmm. Don't let them strip you of the power or give it to you. You you have it. You own it. You want it. You're the only one that can do this job. Go prove it. Yeah, and I did like that because it was like it was almost exactly just what she needed to hear right in that moment. Like yeah, she, she just released the chicken kicker video, accepted that she's chicken kicker, accepted <sighs> it, and now he's like like follow through the rest of it. There's only a little bit more you need to do and. Right. After, you know, she gives her her little speech there and her and Waverly, like, hug and kiss, it actually goes to Doc and he's just, like, smiling so big at her and Waverly. Yeah. And I think it's because, I mean, obviously everybody has wanted her to get back to that point because they all know that's who she is as a person and it's what she wants to do and how much she enjoyed being sheriff. And they all know that she can, she's basically the only one that can do the job. So it's like nobody is mad at that and so like him seeing her finally like get back to it it's like it's heartwarming we see jenny kind of like getting her stuff together and she starts walking out of the station and they're in that hallway and at the other end of the hallway winona's standing there with peacemaker Mm-hmm. Winona kind of calls her out a little bit and says that she enjoys doing this killing for people and that no matter what the result is kind of the same with her masters. They end up kind of going crazy. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, he got the, the brain disease, but she said no matter what, they're going to end up insane because the choices are and wishes are endless and no one's going to end up being happy. Right. She's basically saying she's an enabler of mm-hmm. the folly of man, essentially. I wouldn't say that Jenny enjoys killing no. or doing things like that I don't think she has any feeling towards it I think it's a completely neutral thing I think she has to complete witches and it's just like it doesn't matter she doesn't feel badly about it but she doesn't like it either indifference is a hell of a enabler it's a hell of a like indifference can be just as dangerous and just as violent oh I completely agree it's it's what makes her so powerful that's what Winona tells her that she's too powerful of a weapon she can't be allowed to continue because she could fall into the wrong hands. Exactly. And I think that alone justifies Winona doing her job and putting an end to demons. Same. Because what if the Clantons got a hold of her? Or what if Eve? That was my thing. And I will be the first one to say I liked Jenny's character a lot. I would have loved to see more of her. I agree with Winona in that decision that she had to be killed. And it sucks. It sucks because they were getting along. I think they were, they would have been friends. 
Right. But a threat is a threat. And this whole time it's been about, I mean, her duty is to protect these people in purgatory. And to kill demons. Yeah, she protects these people by killing demons and sending them to hell. That's her lot in life. And she's finally come to accept it. So, I mean, this is where, I don't know, I guess we can have that discussion with our thoughts at this point. There's a little bit more that's said here. Okay. So, like, Jenny tries to obviously, like, manipulate Winona and being like, oh, I can help with what's to come. I can make him love you again. And then they kind of have more back and forth. And Winona says, I get it. I'm poisoned, too. And then Jenny says, with a psychotic gun for a master. And then Winona kills her. And when she says that, she says, you're free. And it Mm -hmm. actually reminded me of what Waverly said to Bobo and she kills him. Right. Yeah, I mean, because these people are tied to their lots in life. And some of them are terrible. And some of them are just a bad cycle. Yeah. The discussion of whether or not, like, Winona is addicted to her gun has come up. And when she, this scene, you know, she's like, you know, like you said, I have a gun or do does it have you or whatever. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not her master. I feel like that's the only thing in her life that she has that is hers, that is like how like okay so the end of the last episode that never happened she's realized she's realizing her sister is no longer hers completely you know her best friend isn't hers completely doc will probably never be hers completely she doesn't even have her daughter anymore she has her family she has but it's not it's not her thing it's not what's special to her about her but her job and her duty as a demon hunter is hers alone she's the only one that can do it you know it's her destiny it's who she's supposed to be it is what she's supposed to do in life and it's the only thing that can't be I mean it can be taken from her but it's like for her I feel like it's the one thing in her life she has complete control of and complete grasp on and that's I think why it's so important to her so I don't think she's addicted to it I don't think she is addicted to killing or she's crazy or she's gone off the rails I think it's the only thing in her life right now that she feels she has any control over and here's the thing there's been no evidence of this whatsoever it is solely just the little comments that people were making yeah and that's it. There's no actual evidence of her doing this. So what I think, do you want to know what my theory is? The twist that's going to happen. But I go back and forth on it. So we'll see. I actually think Waverly is the one that's going to have the breakdown. Uh-huh. So she killed ma'am and it hasn't been talked about. So everyone's constantly talking about how killing Holt made Winona go off the rails. I think that either we're going to see Waverly go off the rails a little bit. And it actually not be Winona at all. No, I think Winona is as stable as she might have ever been. Mm-hmm. Aside from the fact that she was, you know, crying and everything in the last episode, I think that was more of like she's just realizing that, you know, things are moving on and moving forward. She doesn't have anything of her own. She doesn't have that stability, that love, all that stuff mm-hmm. that she sees her sister having. But, uh, like, other than that, like, I, she probably feels alone. She probably feels lonely. 
I think like mentally, like she's the most solid she's been. She has accepted her role. She has accepted it's who she is. She's not fighting it anymore. I just don't see where people think that she's like crazy and going off the rails. She's not just walking down the street shooting people. She would have walked into the glory hole and just shot everybody in there. If she was really off the rails, she might have even just killed Doc. Right. Because he's a vampire. He's a demon. I like the theory that Waverly is the one that breaks down. It also ties into and could lead to the dark parts of Waverly festering as people have so theorizing. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think Winona's crazy. I don't either. I think it's everybody's favorite thing to say about her. I know. Just and it's very, very annoying. I hate it because she's a strong-willed, sharp of mind, does whatever she wants woman and so of course she has to be crazy there's something wrong with her but if it's a man he's a hero yeah and i'm not saying the show itself is painting her that way as per se they have definitely repeatedly called her a hero and said she is the hero she's the only one that can do this you know especially nicole has been like you're the only one that can do this this and that but i think just viewers of a show like that we've just all been conditioned to think a woman that acts so brash or blah 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 blah, blah is crazy and i think she's just fucking getting shit done yeah i think so too all in all like i liked the episode it was enjoyable it was very reminiscent of season one again mm-hmm. i liked it too i was a little annoyed that basically plot stuff was just kind of like main plot stuff was just hinted at and it wasn't dealt with again but having the characters back in character and I thought it was just a well-written episode like I enjoyed it would watch again but yeah some issues got addressed some things got brought to the surface some conversations that needed to be had were had so it it did help kind of move us forward at least a little bit did we have other questions from the discord rainbow did ask I don't know she said if you could kick any main course, what would it be and why? Would you be a lasagna kicker? Ooh, that would be a good one. A lasagna would be fun. That would I said go everywhere. That. I think, a, like, is a big burrito, would that be considered a Dude, main course? I said that. You did? <laughs> a big fat burrito because everything's inside. You contain it and then you drop kick it and it just fucking, ex- yes. Yeah, because it would just explode. Now I want to kick a burrito. But I also, I think I would choose to eat the burrito. Anything else? How about, like, a thanks to the people that DM'd us and stuff after the last episode? Because we really thought people were going to hate us, but a lot of people felt the same way. So that was really kind of cool to not get hated on. Yeah, the coolest thing was it wasn't, like, I guess, regular listeners. Yeah, it was people that, some of them were people that was the first episode they had listened of ours. So it was really crazy, and it was just like, hey, thanks for saying what I was thinking. Yeah, I guess um, we're, we're brave for speaking yeah. our mind. We're speaking against the show. Not against the show, but it's just like, these are our opinions, and I'm not going to fake it and pretend it was amazing just to save face. Like, exactly. Like, we so love the show, and when you do like something this much, and usually every episode is so good, you hold it to a high standard. Like, it should always hit that. Right, and right. I just completely missed it. It was terrible. And I would say that to everyone's face on the show that created that episode. I got no problem. Like, you <laughs> should. I'm I'm your one of your fans who watches it. We hold the power as fans. Right. They need to know that that episode was shit and we never want to see something like that again. (laughs) (laughs) I think 
one of the true signs that you love someone or something is being able to criticize it. Yeah. Um, not like in a rude way, but being like, hey, pointing out what you did wrong, offering suggestions of how to fix it, offering to help fix it, and, you know, still loving the person regardless in the end. And that's what it was. I don't know, Emily. I don't know the writers. I don't know Kat and Mel and them. I don't fucking know these people. I appreciate them and the work that they do, but I don't owe them anything. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, exactly. it was terrible. <laughs> Like, come at me. Like, if you guys stumble across this and you hear that and you have some upset, you know, you're upset and you have some comments for me, like, I'll gladly listen to it. But for the most part, like you said, the fans hold the power and we need you to know that that was a no-no. Don't do that again. It's sometimes really hard when you're really a fan of a certain person, celebrity, actor, writer, whatever. It's really hard to kind of look at something they've done and be like, dude, that fucking sucked. Like, you have to be honest. Yeah, and not everything that's put out in the world is good. So thank you for the random listeners who found them their way onto that episode and listened to it and agreed with us and reached out. Obviously, we said what we said and we stick to it and we're going to continue to talk and have our opinions blurted out of our mouths regardless of people agree or disagree and we always joke that we're going to lose listeners and get so much hate so it's always nice to kind of be like oh wait that's not the case maybe we are onto something even if it is for one episode yeah the opposite of what we were expecting which was nice yeah it was anything else are we all done yeah we're done okay yeah so thanks for listening uh we love interacting with you guys on Twitter, as always. Again, like, we're really open to your questions, comments, concerns, so hit us up. If you guys want to join our Discord, let us know, and we'll, we'll get you to join, because that little group is is pretty awesome. And I've actually heard from two different people in that group this week alone just how much it means to them that we've kind of put together this little corner of the world. I say we didn't do it. They built it. They built that community. They, what? we just kind of were two best friends talking. We made the space. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, we, we don't made, occupy all of it. No. Yeah, we, it's, we made the space and they moved in and they have set up. So, you know, thank you guys for making that community because it, it's crazy. It's weird. I know it's not like we're famous. We're not famous. No. But it's, <laughs> it's still weird to have this handful of people that we've touched. Or that even, like, want to interact with us. And not even that, but feel and think so alike. I know, it's crazy. I love it. It's so nice to have people kind of, I don't know, that are so like-minded and being able to talk and everyone is so kind and they're helping each other with so many different things. And sometimes it's stuff that's super fucking deep and then other times it's stupid shit. I think everybody's kind of having a good time and... Just seeing, like, the depth of the the things that people are into is crazy. We have some really, really good people in the Discord that are doing amazing and wonderful things for their communities and everything else. And we have some generous people. These people are amazing, and it is our own little world, our own little space, like you said, but it would be empty without these people, so I'm really grateful. And I think we said it the last episode, but I'm going to say it again. We definitely have the best part of the fandom. Oh, yeah. For sure. So just thank you guys, and if you guys want to join the fun, let us know. If you don't know where to find us on Twitter, it's at TS Shenanigans. Search Top Shelf Shenanigans, and there we are. So, But, yeah, thanks for joining us, and I guess until next week. Bye. Fuck off. <laughs> Damn. That was so aggressive. You like when I'm aggressive? Only when you pull my hair. Yeah.